Welcome to Upgrade Engines with Scott Wozniak, where we explore the tools and tactics that drive improvement. If you're hungry for more and better, if you want to move past hype and discuss how, you're in the right place. Change really is possible. Dreams can come true. It may take a while, but you can upgrade anything if you build the right engine. Whatever else you're trying to upgrade, whatever else you want to improve, there's one system that is the prerequisite for all of them. However good you are at this sets the ceiling for all the rest of your growth. That system is self-awareness. Now, most people don't think about this as a system, right? What do you mean the system? You're aware or you're not, like you're just good or you're not. The truth is self-awareness is a set of behaviors, patterns, and tools. Nobody's instinctively or intrinsically self-aware. We choose to engage. We look for the information. We process the valuable parts, spit out the not valuable parts, and we actually apply it. Listen, you can't improve anything until you're self-aware. Richard Feynman, a famous physicist, said, The first principle is that you must not fool yourself, and you are the easiest person to fool. Oh, man. I have done that most of my life. I am a storyteller, optimist who can tell myself stories that I really want to be true. And I have encountered a lot of pain and frustration from like, no, 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 that's not how it, it can't be that way. And then I run smack into that brick wall because I didn't want there to be a brick wall there. So I closed my eyes and kept running. Man, self-awareness is something you can improve. So, How do we do that? What does it look like? What are the tactics of self-awareness? And I have had enough painful experiences that I realized, man, I I should probably figure that out. I should probably stop hitting that brick wall. Man, what if I could see the brick walls before I hit them? Gee, wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, At some point, right, you, you have three encounters with people that are bad the whole way. But in the end, it's like, well, gee, if it's same bad encounter with three totally different people, maybe I'm the part of the equation that can be improved here. Yeah, self-awareness. Now, let me bust a myth on how self-awareness works and doesn't work. One of the first things I would poke at is self-awareness is not improved by sitting around doing navel-gazing. Navel-gazing, it's this derogatory term, right? I'm staring at myself, thinking down my eyes at my stomach, going, oh man, I, I wonder how I feel. What do I think about my thoughts? What that does is that increases the confidence and the clarity of my own thinking. And that isn't bad. That isn't bad at all. But by itself, it has a really weird backlash. The downside of spending a lot of time only paying attention to your own thoughts and feelings is you become increasingly confident that you know what's going on, that you see the whole picture, and that you are fully aware. And that is usually not the part that most of us need to work on. Yes, we do all need to be able to describe ourselves. And some of us actually have been through trauma. And part of the way we cope with trauma in our past, a natural human defense mechanism, is to shut off self-awareness from our own body and feelings. And we literally stop paying attention to what our body is telling us. That's a bad place to be because the signals that your mind, your body, your feelings are physical. There's a physical component, right? We have thought that produces a physical reaction. 
These are really important signals, but honestly, most people aren't really bad at that. Unless this has been a traumatic problem for you and you need to go work on this, which by the way, there are ways to work on that too. Yes, we can all do this, but but there's two parts. Like, do I'm aware of what's going on in me? And the other part is this, am I aware of how I'm showing up in the world? Am I actually seeing clearly how I impact and interact with other people? And that is where most of us have our problems. Yeah, we know what we think generally. I, could I get more articulate? Could I get more eloquent? Could I be more confident? Could I untangle like there's two or three feelings around that? And I mean, I never really put words to that that second or third layer. Yeah, that's that's good. That that can be really beautiful. But that's like moving you from 75 to 85% of awareness on your internal self. When most of us are like, I'm making these numbers up. Relatively speaking, it's more like we're at 25% awareness of how we show up to those around us. Yeah, you want to really improve your self-awareness? The opportunity, I know for me, and I know for most of my clients and my friends, the opportunity is we don't clearly see how we show up for others. And guess what? Navel gazing doesn't solve that. Navel gazing helps me really get clear articulating my own internal experience. But it is the other person's experience that I most need to know about. So yeah, I should not stop paying attention to my, listen, let me be clear, I journal, right? Before some of you are like writing me off, oh man, this guy doesn't get self-awareness. He's all about ignoring your feelings. No, 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 no. I journal weekly. I have coaches that help me articulate what I'm doing and multiple times a month, I process how am I doing? What's my, can I put words on that? Uh, Yeah, that stuff's beautiful. And that is not as valuable as the part where I go look for my blind spots. Now, some of you are like, yeah, yeah, no, if you journal enough, you'll see your blind spot. No, by definition, a blind spot is something you don't even know to look at and see. That given your current life and view and perspective, that can you see the back of your own neck without a mirror? No, but that's my point. We need mirrors. We need things to help us see the things that we cannot naturally see otherwise. And so these are the mechanisms I'm most excited about. These are the things I'm learning. And it's sometimes really simple. It's like asking, hey, I'm working on this. Can you answer a couple of questions or tell me what you think is my best strength in that area or what I can do to be better in that area? And you might only need one, two, or three people that you trust enough to give you some input. Don't do this all the time. Don't don't have to do this with everybody. You don't have to do it with people you don't trust. But man, just once in a while, once a year, Asking people in a formal way, like an email, I say formal way, like in an email, hey, I really want to work on this part of my life. Can you give me some input? Now, notice one of the key questions, you might even ask one question is, what do you think I'm best at? I've had some really insightful conversations with people where we framed it really fun and dramatic. We said, hey, what do you think is my superpower? Now, I wish I had actual superpowers. I've had this discussion a lot. Let me just geek out with you for a second, right? Flying almost always is on my short list. It's not my number one though. Flying is so up there. My wife is all about teleportation. She's like, I just would pop everywhere, travel the world, no inefficiency, safety implications. I'm in trouble. I pop out. Like, I hear what she's saying from a practical standpoint teleportation is stinking awesome. But flying is way more fun, right? Like, let's be clear. She pops there and I'm laughing my head off the whole way getting there. So 
Still, my number one actually would be telekinesis. I'm, I'm super nerding out. Some of you might want to pause and come back in 45 seconds, right? Telekinesis is telekinesis moving. Kinesis is kinetic energy. With tele, your mind, your thoughts. I would love to move things with my thoughts because I'm trying to cheat here, right? I think if I get strong enough telekinesis, then I can fly, just move myself, or I get something like super strength because I can move the heavy object with my thoughts. I get all sorts of cool benefits by cheating with one superpower. So there's my answer for all of you who didn't ask. Uh, I want telekinesis. That's unfortunately not the superpower we were talking about. Haven't got that one figured out yet. We were talking about what, what's my best abilities? Man, what do I do that's uniquely good? And I gotta tell you, the answers I got back weren't what I thought. What I would told you my special ability were, I mean, some of it, I got a little bit of like, oh yeah, I knew that one. For example, communication. I've been on stage in front of crowds. I've been teaching and coaching for most of my life. I mean, I did my first speaking role when I was four years old in the play, right? I grew up getting trained on communicating and practicing. So I'm good at communication. I knew that. They said that. But man, some of the other stuff was like, really? I would would not. That's, I mean, literally I said, Everybody doesn't do that. Like, what are you talking about? That's not, I'm not that unusual right there. And they're like, oh, snap. I'll give you an example. One of the number ones was like, dude, I think your super strength, your, your unfair advantage is your energy. You just have so much energy. I don't know how you do it, man. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I know some people are lower and higher, but like, I'm not exceptional. And they're like, oh no, you don't know, man. Which has led to this fascinating, I mean, it's only 10 years ago, less than that. This fascinating study and journey of like, huh, how does energy show up and where does my energy come from and what what energy is not just physical does my mental energy what does that mean emotional energy be willingness to lean into stuff so so this is not about energy this is about self-awareness do you really know your strengths because i didn't we we often are the last to know our own strengths you know why you know what the number one problem with our self-awareness is it's this you think you're normal yeah sorry you're not you're just not normal. Now, maybe you think that's funny. I, I do find this humorous, uh, but it's not an exaggeration. I mean, literally, you're not normal. And it's not one of those, oh, there's no such thing as normal and like everybody. No, there are patterns. There are things like introverts and extroverts and ambiverts in the middle. And, and there are things, with, but even in that super simple, uh, over simple definition of kind of a personality trait, Right. Let's just say there's introverts, extroverts, and people who are a little bit of both. Well, that means at most, in my inaccurately oversimplified thing, at most we can group people into one third, one third, one third, and you might be like a third of the population. That's assuming that's all there is to your personality and it can be divided nice and neatly into even thirds. It's a lot more nuanced than that. In fact, when you talk about introvert, extroversion, there's five different dimensions I would love to talk about. And each of them, you can be high and low and they don't correlate with each other. You might get a lot of energy from crowds, but also get way overstimulated in noisy environments or vice versa. You love hype environments, but you do not want the crowd to look at you. Wait, are you an extrovert? Are you an introvert? Like, what What, what are you talking about here? There's nuances here. At most, you're like one third, which means that two thirds of the population are not like you. And we have this instinctive sense. Yes, I say we, me too. Man, I mean, I know there are weirdos who are not like me, but I mean, I'm pretty much normal. Now, why? Is it because we're all arrogant? No, it's because you've never been anyone other than yourself. 
Like, yeah, you don't know what it feels like. I don't know what it feels like to be anyone other than Scott Wozniak. So you've grown, you've changed, you've seen some shift, but all within the frame of, of the DNA, the brain, the, the culture, all the stuff you've grown up in, you, you are intellectually aware of differences, but experientially, you're the entire lived experience of your life is being you. And as obviously dumb as that sounds, what that means is we keep thinking this is normal. Yeah, yeah. Someone hurt me. Everyone like this hurts me. All right. I mean, most everybody likes this kind of thing. And most everybody is really turned off by that kind of thing. Right? No, you're not normal. And it is in this world of assumptions, these many, many, many areas we don't even think to examine where most of our self-awareness, growth, and improvement lies. How do you find out what everyone else actually thinks and feels about the world around you and how you show up in it? Do you even ask? Now, we can get into some interesting tools. Like there's some fancy stuff where you can get a coach to do a 360 assessment. And uh, we do this with a lot of our executive clients, right? It's called a 360 leadership assessment. With 360 degrees, like a circle, you ask their boss, their peers, the people that work underneath them, and you go through this whole circle around them and you compile all that and say, hey, here's the view of you. No one person sees the whole picture, but combined there might be some interesting patterns. What do you really like? You want to tell me what you're like as a leader. And man, I'm going to tell you that's probably, what, 50, 75% accurate. The real values in the stuff you don't know. So how do we figure that out? What are the systems and tools? And again, asking is step one. Bringing in a coach and having somebody work with you. Getting somebody to go ask other people for you. Using surveys to figure this stuff out. I mean, honestly, that's like one simple thing. You can take these personality tests. I love them. No one of them is completely accurate. Of course not. I, I take a new one every year, literally. It's my goal to take a new personality or profile or assessment of some kind every year. Partly, I, I, the excuse is it's for my job, right? Me and my company, we work with a lot of folks and these tools are really valuable. I want to know what's out in the space. Yeah, let's be honest. I love them. I think they're awesome. And they don't always agree and they challenge, but uh, that's, that's why I'm like, hey, these are good tools. Uh, it's a little like going to the doctor. It's like, hey, which single test is going to tell me how I'm doing health-wise? Yeah, we, we don't do a single. Your body's complex. We're going to do blood tests. We can do x-rays. We can do an MRI. We can, we can do basic stuff like just put you on a scale or listen to your heart rate, blood pressure, right? Which test is the test? Yeah, no, they, so, so is blood pressure an accurate depiction of my physical health? Well, no, and yeah. Similar deal with all these other things, right? Uh, which of these is the right one? Yeah, some of them are better than others. Some of them are more insightful than others, and they all just get me more input. But what's interesting, here's a fun way to do it. Don't take the test on yourself. Find somebody you trust and have them take the test as if they were you. You take it, then you have someone else take it, then you compare the results. Because most of these tests just reinforce navel gazing. How clearly do I know myself? Or maybe put it another way. How clearly can I articulate what I feel about myself? And over time, I can get more and more precise in identifying and articulating what I think and feel. Good. Don't forget the other half of this. What do others experience? How do they experience you? So self-awareness, do you have the tools? 
One time a year, do you do anything to make others think about how well you're doing? We can get into more tactics and more tools, but let me just wrap up with this. The more you figure this out, the more everything else in your life can get better. In order to improve anything, first you have to be aware that it needs to be improved and that there are options. Now, this doesn't guarantee it, but we're going to talk more about all these other systems and situations. But man, if you aren't aware of what's happening, you don't even have the option of improving. Now, you can be aware and say, yeah, well, that's just me. Look, see, self-awareness. Uh, only half can be actually bad for you. Look, look, I'm just a tell-it-like-it-is guy. I just like to shoot straight and uh, people get upset about it. That's their problem. Well, that's half true. Um, you know, you are maybe a tell-it-like-it-is person and you're going to shoot straight. Like, good, good. But, but guess what? If everyone's getting mad at you, that's also your problem. You might want to manage that. You may want to figure out how to speak the truth in a way that doesn't turn everybody off. Just because you are aware doesn't mean you're stuck. Awareness creates options, not locks you in. This is why some people are like, don't put me, pigeonhole me. No, no, no. Listen, I, I have, don't buy these test theories where a lot of them are like, no, no, this is who you are forever. That's a whole other conversation on growth and change. Let's have that for another conversation episode. But yeah, no, this is like, now I know what I think, or now I know what others think. And I'm going to go see if I can't fix that. I'm going to improve that. I want to upgrade. Upgrades begin with awareness. Do you even know? And this is true of you as an individual, you as a mom. This is true as you as a manager. You got four people that work to you. This is true as you as a creator. Do you know why people respond to the way they do to your stuff? Why? This is you as a CEO running a massive company. You think you know, but the truth is the more you go up in leadership and influence, the harder you have to work to actually get real feedback. Don't assume you know because you're smart and you care. The whole definition of blind spot is you can't see it unless you get a mirror and hold it up and now you can see the back of your head. Don't assume just because you care, you can see it. Get mirrors, get systems, get better at self-awareness. And when you do, everything else can be improved. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Upgrade Engines with Scott Wozniak. If you want to hear more of my thoughts on life and leadership, check out my website, www.scottwozniak.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-O-Z-N-I-A-K.com. And if you want to build a legendary brand, check out my company's website at www.swozconsulting.com. That's S-W-O-Z consulting.com. Change really is possible. Dreams can come true. It may take a while, but you can upgrade anything if you build the right engine.